Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Hello, it's Rebecca here. I hope you're doing well. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about six ways that you can prepare or you should do in a recession. Now, technically, as I'm recording this, the UK isn't in a recession. Um, and it's not been actually forecast by the Bank of England, but there's a lot of talk about it. Um, and it's likely it's likely it's going to happen just based on what, what's going on consumerly at the moment. Consumerly, is that a word? I, I'm, I'm going to say that's a word. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make today's show sort of quite to the point so that people can digest these shows quite quickly and quite efficiently. Um, but I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on the show, and please do leave a review. Okay, so what six things you can do in a recession, so in it or preparing for one. Um, the first thing is to have emergency funds. Now, I talk to clients about this all the time. I won't invest their money um, without considering what do we need to ring fence for their emergency money. Now, everyone's emergency pool of money um, can be different. So some people feel that they need three or four or five or six times their outgoings per month. Some people feel that they need 10 times that. It really does depend um, on people's personal circumstances and also their their attitude to um, how safe things feel at the time. Now, we can make some of these decisions when things are great and everything's brilliant, but it's worth looking at your outgoings and looking at what you've got in emergency so that you can now see if it's more um, correct. And how's that changed? So your mortgage might have, payments might have changed. Your gas and electric payments may have changed. Obviously, you need possibly spending more just naturally because things are costing more. It's worth reviewing your budget. If that's something you want to explore more, go and check out the other podcasts that have been issued recently. Just a few shows ago, I did four sessions, which was the financial detox over four weeks. So you can delve more into that there if you want to get more into that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, know exactly what your outgoings are and how much you have available to access. So if you don't have a mental note of it, then you can go and write them down or go and collect up your different savings pots or you, it might be quite easy and you know exactly where it all is and it's all in one place or there might not be much of it. So, you know, it's quite easy to quickly, quickly work out. So you'll be able to then just see how much that all adds up to um, and then decide whether you've got enough there. Now, enough is for what? Emergency funds for what? Well, one, because we can think that what's going to happen, well, what if we lose our job? What if the amount of clients that we have coming reduces? What if our revenue changes in our business? Um, how does that affect our business outgoings as well? You know, so how much we, we're paying out for? What do we need to adjust? What can we exceed, ex, uh, What can we cut back on? And what can we expand on? So, but for some people, there's not a lot of wriggle room. There, you know, we're living month to month. Um, we might have already had a difficult few months, and you might be finding yourself that some of the emergency funds are running out, and you're now in a situation where 
you're thinking, okay, well, I really need to make some more cutbacks. So knowing, understanding your finances and keeping your head above water and staying positive is the biggest advice I can give in all of this. And I know that's easier said than done, but I have been there and I can talk from experience. It is the only way forward. You have to think positively and keep open to all opportunities and think, think ahead. So the first thing, emergency funds, how much have you got? What could you fall back on? What could you put in place for a just in case? Um, reduce debt. So number two, reduce debt. Think about, OK, what have I got in my credit cards? What could I overpay on? So you don't want to be taking money out of your emergency funds as backup to necessarily clear debt. You still want to have some emergency funds. But if you've got over and above, and you do have wiggle room to maybe clear off, it might be more sensible if you know that you've got, for example, um, a credit card that's maturing and you want to get down the interest rates, so you know that you're not going to pay more, you might not get that onto another zero percent. So what could you do to sort of reduce that debt down a little bit? Could a thousand pounds make all the difference, for example, in reducing those monthly outgoings? Um, so what you can do to clear debt and the most expensive debt first. Sometimes people, um, suggest clearing off the smaller bits it sort of feels sort of more um effective it gives a good mindset there's not as many pots and I do agree psychologically that can really help and um, but financially speaking the ones that are on a higher interest rate or a pending zero percent coming up for renewal to clear those down first for those of you that are using credit cards to live off of um, then you still equally have to manage that like a machine and um, be very, very uh, clever about what you're using it for and how you're using it um, and make cutbacks wherever you can to mean that you're not using it as well, using it as little as possible. Now, actually, in a recession, um, a lot of people can make money in a recession. So you basically it can make people with a huge amount of money a lot richer because they are buying large amounts of property because they're cheaper. They're investing in stocks because they've got the spare capital to do it. The more leverage you have, the more money you have, the more leverage you have. So actually, this is not a time for everybody to be just sitting and waiting. Um, this is not a time for people just to be going, well, I'm just going to see what happens. You can never time the market. So what we do know when we have a bull and a bear market, so highs and lows of the markets is we we believe at this point we've already had one of our biggest drops for this year the market's already been like quite very turbulent this year um and so therefore now is not necessarily the time to come out of investing now is the time because we don't know if it's going to peak or the peak of the drop is going to be next week or the week after or, or two months ago um, what, we, what we do know over time is this is like 100 years worth of data is it will bounce back up. So um, in the recession of 08, it had losses of around, let me just double check my figures, minus 67% and 34%. So that was between the years of 1993 in 1995, we had one recession and then we had a second one. We had a bit of a bailout in 1976 and then we had another recession in 1980 to 1981. Um, so in the respective years, it was minus 67 percent and minus 34 percent. However, the preceding years thereafter, so from 1983 and actually the returns um, throughout that recession in the 80s, um, over a 12 year period um, was, uh, this is like such a crazy number, 
3,514% returns over those 12 years. So though we had minus 67% losses, we also had a real um, jump up um, over that 10 year period, actually whilst the recession was happening. So what does that mean? Is that we actually had the biggest drop um, was in the first recession when it first all happened. Actually nothing happened. Things continued in the stock market throughout the 80s recession so even though it was being felt by people at home and in, in in households that wasn't necessarily the case actually for the markets and the news plays a massive part in creating a a void if you like in real facts because um they're they're, they're spinning stories that creates fear and means that more people will read them. Um, but that doesn't mean that actually they're factual. And we do have to step away from that noise and look at a bigger picture. So what am I getting at is that actually money can be made in a recession. It's just all about deciding what degree. So for some people, that could be vast amounts. For others, that could be smaller amounts. And actually, uh, so for example, when we came out of COVID, my husband started his own investment portfolio. It's doing well, but I know that once these markets jump back up again, it's a long term strategy that portfolio could potentially double in value. So um, sometimes we have to take a bit of risk, but it's not about taking risk with money that you can afford to lose. We have to do that very carefully and very strategically, which is why it's best to get financial advice, um, but each to their own. <laughs> um, Okay, the, set, the third thing um, is fix your mortgage. So interest rates are increasing. Um, we expect interest rates to potentially go up again in the, this part of 2022. Now, could they go back down again later part of 2023? Yes. So it's like anything in that it's like, when do you time it? Is now the best time? No, actually three or four months ago was the best time. Um, could three months time, four, six months time, be the best time probably not when I know we're going to be worse off than what we were what we are like now or three months ago but then if you've taken out a five-year fixed rate at the highest peak of this point we don't know we don't know what that future is so you always taking that bit of a risk the timing I spoke to a client the other day and she said I time everything so badly I try and time it and it always goes wrong I bought my house and property prices dropped I took a job um, and I, my old uh, company made redundancies the next day um, you know I always time it badly she, she says you know I'm not I'm not I'm sitting on this I'm having to sit pretty and sit quiet because I know that if I make a decision we could end up having a pull out for example of um, my investments and then the bounce back happens within two days so we we, we can't indecision is not always the best idea we have to make informed decisions that the, with the knowledge that we have um, so what we do know interest rates are going to go up in the next few months if that's going to be the best thing long term for you if you're looking at maybe pulling out of a fixed rate that's maturing next year sometime is it worth you paying redemption charges and potentially be stuck on a higher rate who knows at this point it's a bit of a crystal ball it's best to get independent financial advice around what rates are available to you and work out the calculations with that advisor as to what is best for you long term um, the fifth thing is insurances. So what are you paying for? A lot of people pay for in different kinds of insurances from cat insurance, dog insurance, car insurance, 
horse insurance, if you're me, um, lots of different insurances, actually find out what you're covered for and what those policies do for you. So, yeah, I think there's some life covering there, but you wouldn't be paying any more than maybe 10, 20 pounds for life cover. Um, have you got any uh, redundancy cover? Is that something you could sit, consider if you think there's, you know, the market's going to get more expensive? They're annually renewable or reviewable policies. So usually you can have a set per, pay, pre, premium for 12 months and then they're reassessed thereafter. So if you're worried about your job over the next 12 months, that could be a really good idea. Um, if you're worried about being sick and, you know, your work doesn't pay you very much sick pay, um, what would happen then? Would I, you know, eat up too much of my reserve emergency money? Could I, should I be taking out some other form of insurance? So again, an independent financial advisor can talk to you through the different kinds of insurances um, and assess what you're paying for and what you would really need within your budget, obviously within your affordability. So look at what you're paying for and actually what you're getting for that money. Um, don't always cancel the policy. It's not always a good idea because bear in mind, if you try and take it back out again, um, you might not be insurable um, and it, possibly would be more expensive because you've aged in the time that you've taken it out, even though if you're not been sick or poorly. Um, and then last of all, number six, there's number six tip um, is pensions. So investing over a long period of time, you have the compound effect, um, doing a, increasing your monthly amounts into your pensions are really great for tax efficiency. Um, and also the, the buying power each month that you're buying that at. Um, and then in 12 months, two years, four years, five, 10, 15 years time, depending on how long you've got until you retire, um, these markets make money. Uh, the pensions are invested um, over a long period of time. It means that they they will they will make they will bounce back. Um, so looking at your pensions and your pension contributions are really important. Now, the pensions have been quite a big news in the UK recently because the Bank of England bailed out some uh, the certain bonds, uh, government gilts, in fact. Um, now, then, the, and that was affecting, there was news of that affecting certain pensions. That's affecting um, defined benefit or final salary pensions, which um, are government backed. They give a guaranteed, um, not government backed, they, they, they're highly invested in the bond market and the gilt market um, because they, they, they give a guaranteed amount of income in retirement. Um, and that's why the Bank of England had to buy, that, buy, buy those out over that period of time. Now, I don't think there's any long-term damage. I think there's, there's news of one particular pension firm that might be in trouble, but otherwise um, that seems to be averted otherwise. Um, so that doesn't apply to every pension that's out there. It's only if you've got a final salary from an old scheme from years ago that might be affected. But it's doubtful and the normal pensions are just affected in the market changes as they normally are. The next six months is looking volatile. There's no, nothing to hide there. Um, however, it will it will bounce back. It's just a case of when. So things to do in uh, six things to do in a case of planning for a recession or in a recession um, is emergency funds, reducing debt, invest wisely. Um, it includes if you're a business owner and thinking about what do I need to reserve back in my business, but what I should I how should I buy investing right now because it is a good time to leverage your position. If you're able to uh, fix your mortgage, look at your insurances. Also, as a business owner, there are things like you could take up business insurances and the similar ilk, um, like relevant life insurance, which basically pays out a like a life cover 
like a death in service if you was employed, um, but your business pays it. Um, so it's tax efficient as well. Um, and then look at your pensions, which again, for business owners, um, the reduces your corporation tax, any employee contributions, employer contributions, sorry, to your pension schemes. So if you need any financial advice around any of those subjects, do get in touch with our sponsor, um, which I'm the director and founder of evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk. And we will be happy to see how we can help. If you're looking for a little bit of a roundup and a little bit of a, oh, what my circumstances? I need a little bit of help with this. We have a free tool um, called a financial wellbeing assessment. Um, which is on evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk website. Just scroll down a tiny bit down the page and you'll see our wellbeing assessment tool. Complete that and it will email you a summary of things for you to consider. And also um, as a, a free chapter in there about um, prioritising your finances. So I hope today's show has been helpful for you and got you thinking. Do leave a review and get in touch. And uh, I hope you are in the best position that you can be. And as always, keep positive and keep your money management um, atop of your agenda so that you can put yourself in the best possible position that you can. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.